One of the most heavily debated topics would have to be the existence of the gender wage gap. Why do people think there's a wage gap in the first place? Does it still exist today? Or the bigger question, did the wage gap ever exist? Well, I'll tell you my opinion of it all during this episode. Back in my liberal days, I used to always talk about how men are dumb and how they are seen as more valued than women. Then my mind changed, and I'll tell you all about it. My name is Jennifer, so let's start spilling the unfiltered tea. You might be asking yourself, what is the gender wage gap? The gender wage gap is an idea that women are paid less than men in the workplace. It is said by the Pew Research Organization website that, me- that women are paid 83 cents from the dollar that men make and that it is that, and that is caused by the amount of work experience, occupational segregation, and gender roles. Okay, let's use these three reasons that the research center talked about, and I will talk about how it is wrong. The first thing that was listed on why there's a pay gap is work experience. I recently posted on my Instagram story asking the question, what determines a person's pay rate? The choices that I made were experience, tasks, location, and industry. The top voted answer was experience being one of the main factors that determine how much a person's pay rate or salary is going to be. So let's use this factual evidence and think about certain scenarios. Since we are talking about work experience, the general rule of thumb is that the more experience a person has, the more they are going to get paid to do a good job. The skill sets that the person has is valuable to the company. When you offer someone a higher wage, it will entice them to stay with whatever company they're working for for a longer period. Compare that to a person with zero experience in a work environment. That person is most likely going to get paid less than a person with more experience. When it comes to hiring, companies take out time and money to train a person. If that person decides not to commit long-term, that will be money gone to waste. Therefore, that's why wages are often lower for people who don't have prior work experience. To add to the amount of work experience, as so anyone who has held a job at the same place for more than a year, employees will go through a thing called a yearly evaluation. Sometimes evaluations will happen monthly or weekly, depends on the company you work for. During those evaluations, the company sees how well your performance has been throughout the year, and that usually determines how much of a raise is given to your current pay rate. Let's say you are comparing two workers who are at the same level. A guy who has worked at the company for three years versus a girl who has only worked at the company for six months. Both of these people hypothetically started the job with no experience. It would make sense that the guy is getting paid more because he started at the company before the girl. He has two and a half more years of experience than she does. The second reason that was provided was occupational segregation. If you don't know what that means, according to the 
American Association of University Women. It's a website. Male-dominated occupations usually pay better than female-dominated fields, even when those jobs require the same level of education and skill. Last time I checked, based on my own experience while looking for jobs, most decent-paying jobs want people to have a bachelor's degree, and they also preferably want people with prior experience. So why are men ideally getting paid more than women in the workforce? The reason isn't solely because life ain't fair. It has to do with your career decisions. In a video, Jordan Peterson brought up the different fields of work and how men and women in general tend to gravitate towards certain work fields. Peterson talks about how men would want to work in tech-based careers, whereas women tend to want to work in places that are more people-friendly. Now, that's not him saying the, that the roles cannot be reversed. He is just talking about the general statistic as a whole and also personal observations. And unfortunately, no one wants to believe it or give it a lot of thought for it to make sense. To be honest, that specific factoid offended me when I first heard him say that, until I had to take a look at myself. I majored in human resources management, which is a people-based job. Peterson also mentions that maybe women are choosing to work in jobs that are less demanding, meaning women are choosing to work in fields where the demand for those jobs is not very high. They aren't choosing less demanding jobs on purpose. They are just simply following what jobs they think will make them happy. If working in tech makes them happy, that's amazing. If working if working in an office makes them happy, that's amazing too. People who have studied business or majored in business know about supply and demand. According to Britannica.com, supply and demand is a term in economics that shows a relationship between the quantity of a commodity that producers wish to sell at various prices and the quantity that consumers wish to buy. Now, since the cost of living is becoming more unaffordable by the year, people need to make sure that they have a decent job making money so they can be in the top percentile to where they do not have to worry about finances. Well, according to AARP, the top, tw the top 20 jobs, I'll only read the top three, but the jobs that are in high demand are nurse practitioners, data scientists, and information security analysts. Even though men are dominant in working in the tech industry, there are statistically more women than men who work as physicians or nurse practitioners, and those jobs are one of the top paid careers out there. So where's the inequality? The third thing that is mentioned is gender roles. I guess in a way that, that somewhat ties into their point about occupational segregation. As someone who is a woman... I know that by nature, we are more empathetic than men, which is why they tend to understand other people and want to help them. Hence, going into a job where the primary focus is helping others. Through personal observation and as someone who has a lot of male friends, I notice that men are more industrious or hardworking. They are not 
really in touch with their feelings as much as women, which is why they work in jobs such as software development, engineering, jobs where human interaction is not the main thing that they have to do. There is collaboration, of course, that has to be done in those types of jobs, but most of the time, it requires them to do most of the work themselves. For a long time, I have always thought that men make more money than women because they would be the big providers of the family. Eventually, women started fighting for equal wages, of course. On June 10, 1963, President John F. Kennedy signed a bill into law that recognized women in the workplace where they are to be treated fairly and equally. Your next question should be, if that bill is signed into law, why are people still fighting for equal wages? The problem is that the feminist cult thinks that women should be earning either more than men or they want one person who works in retail to make the same wage as a person who does computer software engineering. When it comes to quote-unquote equal wages, there are so many factors to determine those said wages, as we talked about earlier. I discussed the amount of work experience, how long has a person worked at a company, and what job position are they in. Industry is another factor, is the field of work in high demand. The last thing that I did not mention earlier is the type of business you're working for. For example, is the company well known? Because if you're working for a company like Google, then they have more money to give out to their workers. If you're working for a small business, funding will not be as high, therefore, pay will be lower. There's no real way to prove that gender is the main factor in why people are paid more or less than others. A thing that I think is stupid that's similar to the reparations for people who are black is money being given to women who are unequally paid before Kennedy passed the bill. Just recently, the second largest city in the UK, Birmingham, has declared bankruptcy. According to LiveMint.com, there have been demands by a group of 170 women who made claims wanting equal pay for all women that lived in the city. The city paid out £1.1 billion back in June, but they are still in debt for not paying enough money out to the women. I don't know why they're playing catch-up, you can't make someone or something pay you for lost earnings that happened however many years ago. It doesn't make sense. It's called move the fuck on and be thankful that women are now getting paid equally. Another thing that I'll briefly mention is the question of there being a potential wage gap between races. In case you haven't noticed, the left likes to make everything about race. Therefore, I will definitely be able to prove why their theory is far-fetched. In that case, I'd like to argue location being a main factor. Let's use California as an example, since it's more culturally diverse than other states. The Bay Area is a place where there are a lot of jobs, especially in the tech industry, which is in high demand. There are actually more minority races that live in this area than white people. Silicon Valley has Apple, Microsoft, Google, and Facebook, which are all tech giants. Now, let's look at a different area of California, such as Redding and Chico. There are not too many jobs out there that are in high demand, not to mention it's a city where you don't need to have a very high income to live off of. 
So if you compare the people that are in Redding and Chico versus the people that are living in the Bay Area, the people in the Bay Area are going to make a hell of a lot more money than the people that live in the outside world that they live in up in wherever city that they're in. Anyway, um, for example, if someone were to become an accountant, there is a likely, a very high likelihood that they would be paid less doing accounting in a small business versus a big, well-known company like Facebook. Small businesses are usually privately owned and are not big chains where they can be found anywhere. Therefore, funding is not going to be as great as working for a big corporation. Well, that's all for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Please give this podcast a follow if you haven't already. We are streaming on rss.com, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. I'll see y'all next time when I spill more of the unfiltered tea.